0: Season 3, episode 12 Stats Matter. Tim, MLB trade deadline, bonanza. Training camp is here. It's in full swing. We have football this week. Uh, and we're also going to talk you know, a little training camp buzz and NFL discipline, where the rules are made up and points don't seem to matter. Uh, in our cups this week, it's a West Coast lager from Napa, California. That's right. Your boy went to wine country and found not one but two wineries, because I can find them anywhere. And you got a double dry hopped IPA from Portland, Maine. Follow us on Instagram at stats don't matter and on Twitter at stats podcast all things sports and beer and find stats don't matter wherever you get your podcast Stitcher Apple Spotify Google Tim let's get into the show.
1: Oh, I've missed you guys. Yeah, it is. Welcome it back. Been
0: nice. Um, I, I don't know if if anyone saw the um, the NFL trade or the injury wire. Uh, Tim Cronin did go down for about a week period there non football uh, related injury. Um, mm-hmm. Decided to try and uh, do it for the gram and film himself uh, fishing and stepped on a moving sheet of barnacles. That's the way that you've told it to me. I don't know, as an yeah. NFL uh, injury evaluator with um, plenty of time on the Twitter sphere and watching YouTube videos, that I believe that necessarily, but uh, we are glad that uh, you're here with us. Suspiciously, <laughs> you sustained this injury right after you signed a new season contract with the Stats Matter Podcast. I can't say the two are related, in that, but you got your money, man. So, so good on you.
1: Ah, uh, paid vacation, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, I'm in the midst now, uh, still currently of a nice two week long vacation. The first week of it was uh, up in Augusta, Maine. Uh, I've raved about it. If you've never been, go beautiful. Uh, yeah. Out doing a little striper fishing. Uh, ate it. Uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you would have seen it already. Got the reel up. I had, uh, not one to record myself fishing. I do post a lot of yeah. fishing photos, but I don't generally record myself. Uh, but it was the last day of vacation. Uh, my son was not with me and I was getting hammered, uh, by stripers <laughs> right offshore. I wonder where so you yeah, figured... going
0: there the first day. I'm not going to lie. Ah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, there's a Bissell can in frame of that. But yes. the purpose of recording it was so that my son could see how much a striper fights and how big the fish I caught was because it was going to be down there. Uh, and instead, I ate it. Uh, thought for sure I I broke my wrist and or or not my wrist but like a bone in my palm. White hot pain. Uh, almost threw up several times. I got that like salivated, caught mouth. Tried to take a sip of the beer, couldn't even get it down. Poured the whole can out because I had just opened it. It was it was a mess. Uh, but uh, you know, resilient as always. I managed to get by without any broken bones, thankfully. Uh, just a some some ligament and some some tendon damage in there, kind of screwing around with the nerves. But should be back in action. Uh, I mean, I already went out fishing today with my kid. and... Caught like seven or eight baskets. Uh,
0: well, with a cast, because you, you know you got the super cast now.
1: Yeah, yeah, i got this little brace on. Uh, I have not been wearing it as instructed. Uh, it, it does not allow you to hold a fishing wheel appropriately. I wear it afterwards when it's a little sore. Um, but fingers crossed, thoughts and prayers. I have a golf tournament on Sunday. Yes, uh, golf tournament on Sunday. I will not be missing it. Uh anyway, it's, the uh, ESPN work company oh, party, very nice. uh company golf tournament. Uh last year was the first year I was eligible eligible to play because it was a contract before that. So uh there was not a chance in how I'm gonna miss it. So I'm gonna be sucking down a little whiskey in the morning, ibuprofen and, and just <laughs> toughen it out. <laughs> topping it out. We'll be good though. Oh be man. Great.
0: Play, from, play from uh play from the senior tees, my man. Do that. Uh okay. <laughs> <clears throat> But we gotta, we gotta talk, Tim. I, I have, I have been downright despondent on one uh, Tiger Woods, and I, I, t- I talked a lot of shit. All right. I, I want to preface a statement that I don't forgive Tiger for all the things that he's done in the past, but I damn sure am going to take today, August second, two thousand twenty-two, the year of our Lord two thousand twenty-two, and say Tiger Woods turned down seven hundred to eight hundred million fucking dollars to play in a live tournament. Tiger Woods is the yep. fucking GOAT. I, 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 I'm not going to be happy with the shit that he did in the past him, but I'm going to look past it a little bit because, I mean, he's he learned his lesson, I think, Um, and he's got to deal with that shit. I, I, don't, I don't forgive him for that. But that man went at Greg Norman's neck and said, three-quarters of a billion, no thanks. Charles Barkley was possibly going to get paid 60 to $70 million a year to commentate on Live Golf, and then he decided not to. So while there's some, some golfers that are trying to come out there and do some stuff now, tiger said fuck you ain't doing it and for that tiger i salute you that is insane i may not like the mm. you know the douchiness that uh you're purported to have uh had you know as a character trait for a long time growing up but i'm not gonna look past this and i'm gonna say as of today i'm renouncing my long-standing sports hate grudge against one tiger woods um i still have my <laughs> thoughts on the situation but i um i've cut up my grudge card and uh well until until right, until well, Tiger gets offered one point one billion and then decides to go to live and then you know back on it I'll, I'll grab the card from the trash and glue it back together but damn
1: i don't even i I don't know if can you turn down that much money or can you comfortably turn down that I mean, much he money? did so no, but I'm saying like if it's seven hundred million eight hundred million sure if you fail to uh make a couple of these cuts a couple of these tournaments, someone's like, hey, here's one point but like what's the cutoff where you just can't I would say, say 1.5 billion yeah, dollars. I would, <laughs>
0: I would say probably over a billion, but you'd have to think that Tiger has made a significant amount anyways. And for him to, to turn down three quarters of a billion dollars with a B. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's I, gotta be something there that, that we just don't know. So I, I, Tiger, I appreciate you for going ahead and sticking it to yeah. Greg Norman. I, I I'm, I'm about that because you know, if, if your golf, um, League owner, president, director, whatever you want to call him. If you're going on the Tucker Carlson show to kind of drum up support, you missed the boat, man. So I, I look good for everyone who got their money, but now there's like a relegation league. There's like there's like points and everything. It's just it's bachelor party golf on steroids. That's what live is, and it's fine if you want to go there and you want to make money, cool. But I shan't be watching it. I'm not going to spend my time on YouTube watching that. I'm probably going to spend a little bit extra change and watch uh watch the goat tiger yeah.
1: do some things. so yeah this, this even if he doesn't miss the cut i'm still watching yeah, 100%. it 100
0: <laughs> all right tim i recently went to uh california mm, okay and now you're cultured and mm-hmm. uh we, we we spent some time at lake tahoe which is incredible one of the best the best lake i've ever been to in my life hands down um which is pretty great and then we decided to go to wine country Um, I happened to convince my beautiful wife that we should go to Russian River because it was like an hour north of where we were staying in downtown Napa. Uh, It's her favorite brewery that she's ever been to now, so fucking win for me. Uh, And then there's a place downtown called the Oxbow Market, okay? And Fieldwork Brewing has a outpost there. It's like a third of the market. That's how big it is. Um, and I was just like, oh shit, while we're here, you know what I mean? Might as well just do it. And th- Tim, they pour flights and I, I got to send you the photo. They poured flights in like the big fluted glasses, like the big wine, you know, stem, like stemless, like uh, like tulip style glasses. And it, they weren't like little tasters either. Cause sometimes you get that shit when you get like a flight, this was not the case. So I went to not only one, but two breweries in wine country. And I got to tell you. Now that I've been there and I've come back, I'm not drinking this fucking swill at the grocery store anymore, okay I'm a wine snob now, hashtag team Pinot Noir okay, and uh, caps off, and I will only drink something that's like twenty nineteen or older I'm a red a red wine guy now, and now I'm a fucking beer snob. I'm getting this high and fine West coast lager. I'm not even drinking a regular lager anymore I'm only drinking things that i can that I can get that are you know. Good stuff. I, I don't know what the fuck happened, but I came back from uh, California and I was like, Mm-mm, I'm not drinking this shitty beer anymore. I'm not doing it. And now it's even but, worse. I mean, I've been trying to, I've been, I've been trying to tell you for a while. Sometimes you just got to go through yeah. it, Tim. You know what I'm saying? I,
1: I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to judge you. I, uh, I didn't, I didn't want to get involved and say, Hey man, listen, uh, you're beer is trash, but, uh, I, I, I support you. And- Have you had, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Have you had anything from field work before? uh I have it's been a bit, but i've I've had them like over yeah their the years. their stuff is
0: extremely extremely good at you like you're not gonna get it on the East Coast you just won't um they have like seven satellite locations like in California it's headquartered in Berkeley which which is weird but is that is that a challenge i mean i mean I'm sure you no I'm sure you <laughs> could get some i'm I'm sure there's ways to get some, but i mean like it's not gonna be yeah. you know distributed you know like you're you're not gonna get it um but again I, i'll- I'll shoot you the photo I got six different ipas and they all kind of look a little different which which is hard to do in the hazy game because you know you, you you your process is the same it's kind of look the same but uh, absolutely incredible um so happy birthday well belated birthday to my wife wine country is great i'm now uh wine snob. but we're here to talk about this beer um i thought for sure, I, I, I thought for sure you were
1: going to bring back a bottle of wine to to crack on um, the show
0: Tim. let me let me paint a picture for you flying out of san francisco okay we're we're a little late um <clears throat> And I have not one, not two, not three, not four, five, five bottles of wine wrapped up in a suitcase. The zipper decides to split as I was moving stuff in between suitcases because I had one suitcase that was 63 pounds and one that was like, you know, 38 or 39 or 40, whatever it was. So I had to move stuff around and then I tried to get the zipper to close and the zipper split. So I had to make a business decision. And I, I sat on top of the suitcase, worried about crushing the bottles of wine, but I didn't really care. And then I just, just pop eyed it. You know what I mean? Just put, put the zipper back together. Now, when we got back to Virginia and I picked that, <laughs> that, that, uh, that suitcase up in baggage claim, um, the zipper was split in three places. It was, being, it was barely held together. But all the bottles of wine survived. If you think any of those bottles of wine have not been consumed, you would be wrong. I, I don't, you know, but, but now I'm this guy. I, I, like, could,
1: I could turn you on to some good Pinot Noirs. You could probably pick up close by that are, uh, that, that, are that would be much
0: appreciated. This is this <laughs> what I used to be like a beer guy on like bachelor nights. And now, now I'm just like, no, crack that fucking bottle of red wine. Let's go. Let's, let's watch the most dramatic what, season ever.
1: Uh, All right. I have, anyways, uh, I have, anyways, I have a few comments anyways,
0: on that. Um, but, yeah. Incredible uh, head retention in this lager here. Um, very, very, very clear, super hoppy. The thing I love the most about fieldwork beers is that like, you know how sometimes you get an IPA that's like more floral forward than like, you know, like a malt backbone or like super bitter that they do it better than I think almost anyone else. You're going to get sweet pillowy IPAs that sometimes have really, really soft fruit notes. And sometimes you're going to get them and it's going to, you would think it's like they took a whole bunch of like flowers and just ground them up and threw them in the boil. But there it works. That's the thing. It works. So here we go. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing like a hoppy lager. Absolutely love it. Four point two percent too. Mm. It is getting. Uh oh boy. I I wanted to go four three. Bitterness. I'm, I'm still I'm still gonna go four three. Four three. Very, very good. Okay. Very
1: good. Uh <clears throat> I uh I got I got two drinks going, but one of them I'm not gonna bother chatting about. But uh in terms of not being able to get things because they don't distribute in my area. I had this bitch show up right before I left on vacation. Um Russell's reserve. Mm-hmm. They're uh their 13 year single barrel. Uh, this stuff is amazing. Amazing. It was distilled back in 2011. It is phenomenal. Uh, <clears throat> I've been sipping on that all night. Uh, like I said, I'm on vacation. But, uh, I brought back with me a, a tasty little treat. There you go. Um, Bellflower Brewing up in Portland, Maine. Portland, is Maine. one of those up there that, uh, I don't think un- uh talked about enough amongst the beer nerds. It's up there with like Good Fire, uh, Vitamin C, Fox Farm, in terms of like New England breweries. Um, Biden's is one that's getting a lot of love now. I see it all the time. But uh, <clears throat> this one's called Finch and Thistle. It's uh, got a little bit of everything in terms of grain bill. It's got Pilsner, wheat, like oats, uh, and uh, like a Munich malt. So... It, it it comes out very sort of light looking, almost like a lager, and it looks very like pillowy soft. Mm-hmm. The, the camera's darkening up. I'm I'm holding it up. You guys can't see this, but I'm holding it up to Sam. Uh, it's like a like a hay sort of straw color, which is interesting, but it smells smells like mild, almost made with citra and more citra. As they describe it, but they even put the house, they even put the yeast they use on here. That's aggressive, but um, I've had a few from them. Uh, good fire, another one I've had a, a bunch from, but they're both two breweries that next time you're up in Portland, you got to check them out. Uh, Mass Landing is up there. They do a lot of really really good stuff now. Yep. Um, one of the
0: things oh, I, I think it. that about uh, Bellflower that uh, a lot of people don't realize is that like it's it, it's newer, right? But like the product they put out, like you said, is pretty good. So sometimes it, yeah it'd be like a limited drop, right? because they're still they're still young ish. they're still putting out like what they can. So you might go to a place and someone shout out to vacation land distributing might do a drop and that shit might be gone like a day or so. and like it, just think about the craziness of that statement in today's crowded craft beer market, there is a limited drop yep. that goes somewhere and people follow the truck.
1: Yeah. Fifteen plus this years is, uh, into this craft
0: beer revolution, people are following trucks still for that. That's that's how you know you got a good product.
1: Yeah, this is um, this is this is actually one I didn't get from the source. I knew so there's a package store in the Gunquit, and it's the only one in town that. Uh, well, there's like a market that sells craft beer, but this is literally just it's advertised as a craft beer store. And I walked in and I asked if they distributed with Vacation Land, and they said, "Yep." I said, "One of those deliveries coming?" They said, "Thursday." I'm like, "Cool, I'll be back." Mm. Well, I picked up a couple other things. In yeah. there I had some. I, did, I grabbed some Good fires, some Bissell, um, some Mass Landing, some other like good local stuff. Fresh lunch. Hell yeah!
0: You mean you mean Thursday. like a like a ham and cheese sandwich with with some crackers, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway, back to this beer. It it smells like grass and pineapple, Mm. which is not what I was expecting. As long as Um, it's not
0: fucking grapefruit, right? As long as it's not fucking grapefruit.
1: Yeah, so with that grain bill, you knew it was going to be, like, soft. Especially with the the flake notes, and it is. It's very, very soft when you drink it. Um, Carb comes through kind of nice. But flavor-wise, it's interesting. It's got a lot of flavor, but it's light for a double dry hopped IPA, which is nice. It's kind of refreshing. Right before the podcast, I was out vacuuming all the sand out of the car, <laughs> scrubbing everything down, and then washing the entire car, like, up until it was too dark to see anything. So I'm sweating like a bastard in here, and I'm very thirsty, and this hits the spot. Um, I'm going to give it a 4-1. Ooh, all right. I think. Yeah, it's, uh, it is really, really good. Um, it's one I could easily sit and drink three or four of these in a sitting without, you know, smashing my palate. And it doesn't feel even though it's, you know, a typical cloudy New England IPA, it doesn't feel very heavy, but phenomenal. Again, if you if you haven't had any of this stuff, Bellflower Brewing, get on it. Oh yeah. All right.
0: <clears throat> Tim, I started this episode by talking about you know, throwing away the hate card, uh sports hate card for Tiger Woods. But I gotta I gotta take another one out of the wallet for the fucking Major League Baseball. I don't understand. We had a great home run derby. The All-Star game was like, okay, we get it. The Yankees are good. I mean, half the friggin' All-Star roster was the Yankees. But, like, salaries. Congress is now looking into MLB's antitrust exemption and trying to figure out if that's preventing minor leaguers from being paid appropriate wages. Kamish Manfred sent back, like, a 17-page response being like, I don't know if you know this, but we provide housing for our players. There's... You know, there's this idea that we don't pay our, our 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 players like a a decent wage. Yet they cut forty teams from the minor leagues, and salaries, according to Yahoo Sports, are only paid in season. And those without any major league experience whatsoever, so just your AAA folks, the people that never get called up, start yep. at forty eight hundred. I repeat, forty eight hundred dollars annually. They're doing it for the love of the game. Now, like Manfred's, like, oh, we have these incredible salaries for people that are like, you know, in MLB. Yeah, dude. But if you start and you only have forty eight hundred, and your range is forty eight hundred to fourteen thousand seven hundred dollars, come on, come on, man, that that's just not okay. Congress, thankfully, was like, yeah, no. So there is going to be a lot more to come here about like what this is. But let's be frank that like. MLB does not pay their players holistically enough. People at the top of the pay scale, of course, they're all getting taken care of, which we'll talk about here when we get to these trades in a minute. But people who don't have any major league experience and who can't break into the next level never get called up. Would play for the Portland Sea Dogs, for example, for their entire career, start at forty eight hundred to fourteen seven a C, like a year. You're you're literally you're paying for the ability to play baseball. You could go out and bag groceries and probably make more money. You could be an Amazon delivery driver. Yet, you call it America's greatest game. You try to rush a political in called Save America's Pastime Act so you don't get rid of this antitrust exemption. This is ridiculous. At this point, man, just the same thing I said with the Washington Commanders. Just let Bezos buy the whole damn thing. Just sell sell Major League Baseball, the whole kit and caboodle to Amazon. Just do it.
1: I, I don't – so – I'm not saying you're wrong, it is. but I was just doing some some quick lookups, and I'm, I'm also not saying they get paid enough. But I I I don't know if forty eight hundred is that's uh, from, average. Well, no, no. That, that's that's for people uh, who
0: have like that's like the bottom of the barrel. Like if if it, Tim, if someone were to offer you a job working where you're at right now for forty eight hundred dollars a year, you ain't taking it. You're just not.
1: No, so but I, I think I think so. What I'm. You know what I've seen is like the median salary is about forty four thousand, right? With on the lower side nineteen thousand, and on the higher side one hundred eighty seven thousand.
0: That that is including what the MLB calls like the the housing costs that they're fronting forward. That that cost is being covered as part of a total compensation package. It it never goes to the player. So their actual take home. I'm, re- I'm trying to I'm trying to so read some of the uh,
1: collective bargaining. Yeah, and it's, I mean it it it's tough, right? Because it, they're taking the same approach that college did for a long time, yeah. where, like, oh, we don't have to pay anything because look at all the benefits we get. They get health, they get housing, they get all of this. From my understanding, like uh, the Portland Sea Dogs, their housing, a lot of those guys were living with families yeah. during the season. Which is it was not They weren't being put up somewhere. Yeah. They were. Now, whether the families were getting, like, a, a stipend or something That's not something money that goes from... to the player. You, you,
0: can't, you can't have it yeah. both ways, Tim, right? Like, if you're, if you're going to allow someone to hostile your players, you know what I mean, that money doesn't go to them. It doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. Now, if you were to yep. give them a living stipend and they got to go find, you know, you know, have a few people, like, living on the economy, like, you know, probably hot swapping out of the, you know, the Clarion Inn, you know, downtown Portland. Like, that's, that's one thing. But you're not paying them the money. That's the problem. Yeah. Like the, the MLB settled in May $185 million uh well they settled a lawsuit for $185 million, with which included a stipulation that going forward according to Iowa Sports that they would not expressly be forbidden from paying players outside of the regular season. Like that that was in there before. Like yeah. these are moves that like a company or an organization makes when they want to just increase their bottom line as much as possible and they just think, well, whatever. We we own the the talent pipeline, so we're not worried about it. And, and to be honest, I mean, Major League Baseball does. Like, they're, they're the minor league, yeah. they control. As far as the International League, they're always able to, uh, to pick people from that and just drop them in whatever media market yeah. darlings listen. they want to.
1: Yeah, listen to this. I'm, I'm reading a breakdown of uh, the new collective bargaining agreement for this year. And here's, here's a section. Players who are not on uh, a 40-man roster and have no Major League service time are not covered by the CBA. <sighs> in fact they are excluded from federal minimum wage laws they are not paid for spring training or extra hours they play in. in 2022 it's bullshit. the MLB has ordered teams to provide housing um it says minor league salary minimum pay over 23 weeks Four hundred dollars a week for rookie. Four hundred
0: dollars a week, Tim. Uh, Four hundred dollars a week. High A.
1: Four hundred dollars a week. High A is yeah. High A is five hundred. Low A is uh, high A and low A is five hundred. Double A is six hundred. Triple A is uh seven hundred a week.
0: <laughs> I mean, we're laughing, but like, there are people who are who are literally making that right now, attempting to get on the big show and live out their dreams of of playing professional baseball, and like. It's, yep. it's unconscionable to me that the commissioner's like, oh, we pay we pay, we, yeah, we pay, yeah, great. Uh, do you see all these contracts we're handing out? Get the fuck out of here. Not everyone is going to be a Bryce Harper or a Mike Trout or a Juan Soto, okay? Those, those are the 1% of baseball. The majority of the guys, they're going out there. They're going to they're gonna head up your team or great people that are doing it for the love of the game, and you're taking advantage of that. They already did that shit in college, and you're just doing it again when they're adults because they love the game, and you wonder why you have a problem keeping fans? Nah yep. I don't know. Well then
1: you have you have guys like uh the the Nats rookie from the other night. Uh it was it Joey Joey Bell Meneses. No, Joey menace. Yeah, Joey Meneses. M E N E S E S. Anyway, he was in the minors for like ten or eleven yep. years. Finally got his first at bat oh then he homered with the Nationals and hit a yep. home run he, off the ground. And he did
0: it again, I think, like later on. No, it wasn't a Nats, it was a it, I thought it was a Rockies player.
1: Um, no, So the the Joey uh, Joey M- Menezes, <laughs> Uh he was he was from the Nats. Oh, okay. I know he was from the Nats. The uh, Nats.
0: Wow. Look, Major League Baseball yeah. pay your damn players. But talking about paying the players, dude. Let's talk about this trade deadline. Look, I'm not like the biggest baseball fan, but even I was like, holy shit, where's Juan Soto going? And then to know the Padres got him in an eight player deal. I mean, basically. The Padres got two players, Juan Soto and and I think Josh Bell, I think is the other guy that they got. And then the Nats got like six players in return, which is crazy. Yep. that's crazy. That's the amount of value because Juan Soto was offered a 15-year, $450 million contract with the Nationals, and he said, thanks, but I think I'll test the market. Which brings it to my question. You have the Trout contract. You have the Harper contract. Shohei Otani, whenever it's time for his contract, like – Are we just going towards billion dollar baseball players, half billion dollar baseball players? Like, like, where is the ceiling, Tim? Because, like, if you could lock up a player for that long and give them literally that much money every single year, baseball can't have a pay problem. Baseball is holding the money and not paying the minor leaguers to pay the major leaguers. Like that—that's one of the only like things you could sort of come up with. Like, how could an organization state to one person, "Give us the next fifteen years"? for 160 games a year and we're going to pay you half a billion dollars and a player is like no nah, you know what i'm all set i'm gonna i'm gonna test the market i think i'd give 470 because i don't think the details of the, of the the contract have been released yet i mean good for the learner family who's trying to sell the, the nationals they don't have to hand a sale off with you know half a billion debt you know to one player one player Like, I remember when the Harper contract came out, it was like, holy shit, like the Phillies paid him a lot of money. Then when the Trout contract came out, it was like, wow, that's a lot of money, but okay, he's a good player. Soto is a guy that, like, the Nats groomed, they scouted, and then they couldn't get the job Mm -hmm. done. And if you look back at the team that, like, the Nationals have had, the one that they won the series with, and their descent into mediocrity since then, I need that 30 for 30. I need it. Talk to someone about it. I need that fucking 30 for 30. You had Harper. You had Scherzer. You had fucking Soto. And you won one title. And, I, and those are just the three I can think of off the top of my head. There's like four or five other people that were killer players on that team. That... Uh, you, you took the Astros to mm-hmm. seven in a memorable World Series. Yep. And then you fucking let it all go. I just...
1: I don't get it, man. Yeah, that was uh, I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, balls, right? Like that's That's what it takes to turn on that kind of money when you're like ah if you're willing to pay this i'm assume my 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 guess is his thought process was like, okay if you're willing to pay me this you're probably you're probably factoring in some form of uh hometown discount exactly. someone else will likely pay Which is me more. insane to
0: think about but, if you say four hundred fifty yeah. million you go ask ah, that's, that's a hometown discount like aha uh-huh. okay man okay it's
1: so, like christian uh uh, speaking of trades, uh, Christian Vasquez is, is been shipped off to the Astros mm-hmm. as well. He uh, this is only his second team. He got drafted by the Sox in two thousand eight. Played fine since, and other than like last year's top season, which was was pretty bad, not going to lie. Uh, he's been pretty good, and they ended up trading him for uh, two prospects, which which would be kind of interesting. Yeah, the uh, Sox are like just trying not to stay playing.
0: above water at this point. You know what I mean? Like we're just
1: yeah every year they fucking do this where they have a, a pretty decent core who can put up numbers and and, and their offensive output is great and don't spend a goddamn penny on pitching in ways that's meaningful they might acquire like one ace or one good pitcher and then that's it and they ride off that for like three years and they just hope to out defense and out uh offense everybody but buck pitching and that's the same approach i feel like they took <laughs> This season. Well, you know who didn't say
0: fuck pitching is the Mariners. Because they said, hey, Mm -hmm. Luis Castillo, come up out of that Cincinnati Reds uniform and come on over. And that's one thing that I think that Mariners, because the Mariners were also like rumored to be in the running for like the Juan Soto sweepstakes. As I think that the Sox were too and a couple other teams, but obviously no one was going to offer that amount of money. But think about it. If you had had, because Julio Rodriguez barely lost to Juan Soto in the barn burner of the home run derby. And you could say whatever you want about the home run derbies. Like normally, that thing was crazy. Juan Soto turned down $450 million. The team didn't give him a jet to go to the All-Star game. He flew commercial. He got into LA at like one in the morning and then went out and knocked 60 some odd homers in and and like just out of pure spite was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove to the Nationals what they're doing wrong. And Julio Rodriguez oh, yeah. as as a dude who just got like, came up from an like, international league and like started, has been like this incredible force for Seattle. And they're, of course, now looking like, oh, shit, like, maybe the Mariners are going to do some stuff this year. And remember, they've not done anything substantive in the postseason in the baseball world since the early 2000s, okay? The team has been kind of flirting with mediocrity. But like there's a lot of momentum. A Soto-Julio teaming in Seattle would have been bananas. But they didn't have the money. They didn't want to spend it. That's fine. But they got an ace pitcher in Castillo. He's already doing good. Joey Gallo, I mean, whew. I, I want to feel bad for the Yankees. I really do. But I don't. I don't feel bad for them at all. Because for whatever reason, they just seem to attract a whole bunch of talent to that team. They have a ton of sluggers. They have good pitchers. I'm just... The Yankees fans, I'm not going to feel fucking bad for you. I'm just not.
1: You know what I mean? Like I, I... I feel bad for Gallo. I met Gallo once. I have a picture with Very him. Very nice. Uh, when, when he was playing, uh, I went up and had my little Sox fantasy mm-hmm. day. It was amazing. Uh, they were playing the Texans. Uh, or, sorry, they were playing the Rangers. <laughs> and um, Marley Rivera uh, brought me over and introduced me to uh, to him and he was one of the nicest guys ever. He took, even though he, I was a Sox fan and my father-in-law was a Yankees fan. I don't know why I brought him. Derek, no, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I didn't know this is what. <laughs> I didn't know the day was going to turn out as cool as that uh, day was. I would have brought my own dad, who's like born and raised in Boston, a uh, diehard Sox fan. I just didn't know that this was going to be good. <laughs> the way it worked out, but um, he was just the nicest dude. He talked to us for like a good 20 minutes during batting practice and hung out until you know everybody was kind of pushed off the field. But he was he was super nice. That, that's that's dope. <laughs>
0: I got to admit now, um, we have someone who's connected to a listener to the podcast who works for the Padres organization. I sent him a text, and I said, Soto. And he's like, dude, the energy in this building right now is, like, ridiculous. Like, we are pumped. We are amped. And then he was like, oh, I mean, good for the Nats. Like, you guys are getting some people. And I was like, hold on, dude. Give a fuck about the Nats. I do do not care. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, I'm a Sox fan. I was like, they're barely staying above water. He's like, yeah, anyways, back to the Nationals. You know, he, he he decided, he's like, we're not going to, we're not going to commiserate. You know what I mean? But look, I, there's so much power now in West Coast baseball. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate that the Dodgers have an embarrassment of riches. I don't hate that the Padres are like, we're not the little brother anymore. Fuck around and find out. I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely okay with that, and then you still have the Angels. There are legitimately three teams that I think could make a deep run in in postseason baseball. I don't think that's a bad thing. Yes. I really don't, because over here on the East Coast, Sox, thank you, keep the pulse, stay above five hundred. I mean, wild card, please. You know what I mean? Some shit like that. But like between yeah, probably, the Mets, the Yankees, the Braves, right now. We are we are positioning ourselves for October baseball. That is an East Coast West Coast slugfest. And I, Tim, I'm not. I, I don't know. What to, I don't know what to tell you. I'm a wine guy now. I only drink fucking great wine and great beer. But I'm all, I'm getting to be fucking snobbish about baseball too. And I'm saying I only give a shit about watching great baseball. And I think that we're seeing great baseball happen right before our eyes. And we're about to see a juggernaut World Series. And
1: I am fucking here for it
0: because it, it's just, yes, it's just a couple uh, months baseball. away.
1: Baseball needs a little revitalization yeah. and a little uh, drawing for for some of the younger Absolutely. audiences. Younger um, audience
0: like me, because you're about a billion years old. But
1: this is this is very true. Oh my god! Speaking of that, so we were uh, coming back home from Maine. We stayed in Massachusetts. Uh, we stopped by a little farm stand, did some fucking blueberry picking. It was it was very wholesome. <laughs> uh, my son decides he wants a, a little ice cream pop. Uh, holy shit! That made me sound old. A popsicle. <laughs> 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 An ice cream pop. Uh, he wanted a popsicle, a, a uh, the rockets. What are, what are the rockets ones? Oh, the, the red, white, and red blue white ones? White. The rocket ships. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they're no, not no, rocket ships. It's whatever it is. Anyway, uh, he gets one of those. We're sitting outside. Uh, it's fucking hot as balls. So we're just sitting, literally sitting on the steps in the only bit of shade because there are no trees anywhere outside of like the short peach tree shrubs where you can pick, pick from a So... We're sitting there, and we're, like, listening to cicadas Mm. and doing nothing. And I was like, hey, bud. I was like, 50 years ago, I was like, this is kind of what people did for fun because they didn't have TVs and ice." And in my head, I'm thinking, like, the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s. And then, like, mid-explanation, I had a midlife crisis. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I used to do this as a kid. 50 50 (laughs) years ago. No. Worse. Worse. 50 years ago, which sounds like a really long time. the 80s was the 70s you're bad at math uh but i was only I was born 81. in 83 yeah it was like 10 i was literally like a 13 year window that i just told him people didn't have ice boxes and not everybody had cars or TVs cuz in my mind 50 years ago is still like 1940 1950 yeah. when in reality it's almost the year i was born i'll be 39 next mm-hmm. year I literally Crazy. made a conversation with him. I was like, "Oh, oh my god! <laughs> you're like, oh my am I god. having so... a heart
0: attack, or is this just what happens when you realize you're fucking old?"
1: I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so old. I'm very old. I'm old." Uh, so yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, I'm very old. Uh, I've been watching baseball for a very long time. I've seen the ebbs and flows of public interest, and it needs something uh, that shit show that was the. Uh, the ending of the home run derby yeah. in the All Star game was was rough. Was rough. That was more cringe than than I than I care for. They they tried injecting too much youth into mm. it. And it went it went poorly. But what they need is uh good series. I mean they're they're making efforts to speed up the game yeah. despite the Yankees but and Red Sox. There's that mud thing that they're you know, yeah try to so, get the juice balls out of. So
0: you know. That sounded so fucking yeah, weird I think they,
1: by the way, the the mud thing. I don't even know. what Yeah. You're so talking about. Uh, so Major League
0: Baseball has contracted with one family. There's a great Sports Illustrated article about it. But one family who oh, gets like did, the marshmallow going on forever. Yeah. But now they're now they're about ready to release like their own version to to combat like people putting foreign substances on on the on the the baseballs, and then it's like going to be the.
1: You talk about the mud they used to like rub mm-hmm. every ball mm-hmm. down,
0: right? Yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's been around
0: for yeah, for but like, ever. but MLB is like. They prototype like their own version, like that's separate. Oh. Yeah, so
1: I don't. I don't think that'll do anything for the actual. No, I don't think it'll do. I anything mean, it's not going to stop but... any, any like hits or any of that other nonsense. But uh, in mm-hmm. terms of like pitch timers and pitch counts and all that stuff, I I, I think it's gone. uh I think it's come a long way, but they need a couple really good series, and I think uh, you know moving away from a lot of these big. Big East teams, uh, out to like, I mean, the Dodgers have been in the conversation for a long yeah. time. Um, they, they were the the Red Sox B team for a little while with like Mookie Betts and Kelly and a, and a bunch of other guys who went over there. And you now they've re- now they sound like Kershaw and, and some of the other big moves they've made. They're a perennial contender and they will continue to be so. But to see some of those other teams kind of catch up, uh, It'd be nice. I mean, the Yankees are eleven games up on the second place Blue Jays, with the Red Sox in last place, like seventeen games behind. Yeah. at five hundred, mind yeah. you, it's not like they're having like the worst season ever. They're still uh, at they're fifty three fifty three, so they're at five hundred, and that's the bottom of the league. So that that whole division is playing decent baseball, but oh, yeah, I, I don't think the Sox are part of the conversation no, this year.
0: No, not at all. Okay. <clears throat> We have the Hall of Fame game this week, NFL wise. Jags and I think Titans. I don't know. It's not, it's not, I don't really even count this as like this first preseason game. It's like football's back. I'll watch for like a second or two. Most of the starters aren't even going to play like they would in the first preseason game. So I don't really think that there's anything here, but we are back in training camp. There's been a lot of buzz. Okay. A lot of buzz. Mac Jones came up at the camp. He's looking shredded. Get rid of the MacBot. Mm. He's got a new MacBot, bigger than Trevor. Uh, apparently, right? Also, yeah. Get your laughs out. Um, Seahawks quarterbacks have gone like, you know, I I followed Mike Dugar and Bob Kandata and all those other incredible beat writers out there in Seattle. Um, you know, Gino and Drew are are combining for like six for twenty with like a couple picks. Yeah. Like the defense is holding them out of the end zone like most of practice. Uh, DK's got his extension. Debo's got his extension. Congratulations to them. Um, but there's a whole lot of drop passes, a whole lot of bad passes, a whole lot of interceptions, a whole lot of bad quarterback, and that is <laughs> going to be in Seattle this year. And I'm just looking at you with a straight face, Tim. I'm a Seahawks fan. I'm a Seahawks fan. Okay. Just, uh, might use right. my NFL Sunday right. ticket, uh, subscription to watch other games
1: uh, this year, but, um, well, we'll welcome you with. I and mean, we're we're rebuilding. We're a team in the midst of rebuilding. We will. Oh welcome no, no, you no, with no, open no, no, no! I said other team. I didn't say us.
0: your fucking team. No, no, no. Don't, don't get it twisted. No, no, that's not that's not happening.
1: But you're f- you're from New England. I don't care where you live now. You're from that's New true. England. It makes yeah, sense. You either you got you either like the support Giants,
0: the, you, got, you either support the Patriots, or you support a different team entirely. Just not a New York team. This isn't a New York team.
1: No, if you're from New England, you either support the Patriots, you support the Giants, you support the Cowboys for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah.
0: No, yeah not a thing not a thing um but th- there's been some notable uh things you've probably seen it josh allen got into a fight with the defensive end everyone's getting into fights in training camp yep. because that's what happens yep. uh cool good we're getting we're getting tackle football back big fan of it um if you play fantasy football there have been some injuries already to some teams okay there's been some <clears> contract <throat> things that are happening there's suspensions you know, like Alvin Kamara is possibly facing, like, you know, a a possible six-game suspension, like, do your research, okay? Like, if you're going to go mock draft, you're going to actually draft because you have a a league that, like, drafts, like, super early. Like, in the next couple weeks, there's going to be a lot of things that happen once people start making rosters, once people start getting things on film, and they start participating in some of these games. So Just do your research. Just pay a bit of attention. The only tip I can give you is the first couple rounds. Like, if you're a no-RB kind of guy or gal in fantasy, this is not the year to pull that shit. It just isn't. There's not really, there's more like wide receivers you probably want to go after in this year's draft that you can actually sustain a team with. There's about 10 or 12 running backs that like are pretty much going to be gone over the first couple of rounds. You know what I mean? So you got to, you got to make some serious choices there. Now, look, if zero RB is your thing and you want to get a a great quarterback, I mean, you know, the wife and I have been doing some, uh, some mock drafts, Josh Allen's going off the board, like mid to late third round. Mm. So like, You know what I mean? Like if you're comfortable with one of your first three picks being, you know, top tier quarterback, then that's cool. But you're going to make concessions in other places. And if you're a zero RB guy or gal, then you got fucking nobody uh, at that point, except for Josh Allen. So you can't win a championship based off that. You're going to win a lot of weeks, probably, but uh, just a lot, a lot of good things. That being said, even with Kyler Murray's new contract being the highest paid quarterback, five year, two hundred thirty and a half million dollar extension, even though he's only guaranteed one hundred sixty, like. Lamar's contract would come up at some point in the future. Justin Herbert's contract would come up at some point in the future. It's just important to remember that like contracts in the NFL are super inflated for a reason. I don't know if you know this, Tim, but there's something called a gra- like a funding rule that actually requires team owners to put into escrow the same amount of money they're guaranteeing a player. So hmm. that's from sporting news. It kind of, you know, gives you a little reasoning for why Kirk Cousins was one of the only people to get guaranteed uh, deals before Deshaun Watson, right? The Vikings just had that amount of money they could sit in escrow, which is bananas to me that you're just like, oh, we got 90K in escrow? Cool, give it to Kirk. Like, that should tell you how much money the Browns have in their escrow, that they were willing to guarantee that much money. Um, I mean, Mahomes' contract is up to, if he hits all of his elevators, he can make $502.6 million over 12 years but he has to be MVP every single year and he has to be Super Bowl MVP every year and be a Super Bowl champion. Like, is he, is he going to make $502 million? No. Is he going to make north of three fifty? Yes, probably. And Lamar entering him, you know, I mean this contract dispute or not dispute, whichever way you want to look at it from, from the Ravens perspective, like representing himself, the dude's going to make a ton of money. Don't get, don't get caught up in the contracts, right? If, if your stance on the NFL um, salary cap is it's always going to go up and we're not worried about it, then just go and give whatever, the, whatever that player wants. I want to be the most the highest paid person in my position. Sure, we'll do it for a three-year deal or a four-year deal. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can get smart. You, you come up with all these plays for how to, to beat cover two or cover three or bare front, but you, you don't have contract people that can figure out how to get someone $48.9 million a year. It just doesn't make sense to me, you know? Like, Money doesn't matter in the NFL. Uh,
1: question. Yes. Uh, you, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. What are your thoughts on uh, the res- level of respect he gets in terms of like his ability and how he stacks up against the rest of the- I
0: have seen him play a Tom Brady-led Patriot team, and I can tell you that people sleep on him constantly. This whole narrative from Bill Polian that he should have just, you know, been a wide receiver or running back, like instead of being a quarterback, like that shit is like stuck with him. Like most casual football fans don't understand that like Lamar is a natural evolution of a Russell Wilson, a Patrick Mahomes, a Deshaun Watson. You know he he right, I'm he's, he's 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 a good quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. He's worth a lot of money. He's certainly worth more than Kyler Murray is. So like to me it's it's hilarious that people are like, Oh, he's a runner and you know, and then he shows up to camp this year and he's yoked out of his mind all of a sudden. And he's been working with a throwing mechanics coach, like fucking good luck. You know what I mean? Like the AFC North yeah. is wide open this year, even though the Bengals went to the that Super was- Bowl last year. Because the I'm sorry, Dan, but the Steelers ain't doing shit this year. And we know the Browns yeah. ain't doing shit all this right. year, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. So like it really is a Bengals Ravens sort of division up for the taking and my money is going to go on the dude who has been a league MVP, wants to make sure that you know the whole oh, –
1: Dog, get the fuck out oh, of no, here. No, hold on, no, 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 like no. Four games sorry, in sorry. and you're going to be sorry, like, sorry, Joe sorry. Hold on, hold
0: on, hold on. Joe Burrow. He was – oh, oh, yeah. Hashtag let Joey roar. For, for sure. But um,
1: yeah. But no. Right now – no, no. Right now, Lamar Jackson, Joey Burrow. Pick Jackson. one. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Producer Tim. <laughs> Make a note of this. (laughs) Look, like, I I mean,
0: a lot of luck had to happen for the Bengals to get as far as they did. Um, And then, of course, like, they didn't win it because they they had a a terrible offensive line. Like, you could fix that. But, like, you need a lot of other things to go right. Um, And the Ravens have a good defense. They have a solid head coach. They have a quarterback who didn't wasn't known for excellent throwing mechanics and then just decided to go back and work with a throwing coach. Like all that stuff only trends in like in the, in the general right direction. I'm not saying the division is not being competitive. I'm saying it's a two, it's a two horse race right now. And I'm, I've witnessed, I've witnessed the, the Baltimore team in person. Right. So like, I'm, I'm more willing to lean that way and not, and not worry about the the consequences that come with that.
1: All right. So listen to this. I'll read you some names. Tom Brady, Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Matt Stafford, Joey Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins are all rated higher than him, according to NFL.com. I just that seems, you know, you know who's right behind him,
0: Matt Ryan. I think Ryan's going to have a nice bounce back year too, because let's be frank that, that there's not really been a, a, a great leadership. Uh, there was no great leadership with, with Mr. Wentz there uh, after Mr. Yeah. Philip freaking rivers left. So I, I think we're going to see, we're going to see a bit of a rebound year because I mean, you know, Ryan too, was it was an MVP when he went to the Super Bowl that year. So like it look, the thing about Lamar that people I think are getting twisted. Is that like he plays a different brand of quarterback? Like you're not, you, you people should stop trying to like figure out who he is. Just, just appreciate what you're seeing and be critical of the things that he doesn't do. Right. Such as like, uh, all oh, that's a simple out route. The mechanics are poor there. You got to fix that. Don't be like, Oh, he's a runner. He's not really a quarterback. I'm, I'm not scared of him. Like, okay, whatever. Like there was all these rankings. And, and of course that's what happens at training camp, right? People get into training camp. Everyone's mum on contracts. Kyler Murray hated the team. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh, I'm super happy to be part of the team until that, bit about his contract where he has to do four hours of independent study where he can't, you know, play video games or watch TV. He has to watch film. And then the, the team comes out and says, Oh, we're going to take that out of there. First of all, why the fuck did you agree to do a contract with that in, in the first place? Second of all, as a team, you can say, we didn't know it was going to cause as much controversy. Yes, you did. You did that for a reason. That's called leverage. yeah You wanted, you wanted to pretty much, Build on the reports for last year about the playoff game where Murray wasn't like completely in it and told Colt McCoy, go in, I'm done, I'm not playing anymore. None of that stuff, no matter how much guaranteed money you give a person, that is always going to be there. That's going to follow them, and that's probably why quarterbacks are so focused on their image and wanting to compete and be the best at whatever they do.
1: Lamar being Uh, silent is
0: just another example of that.
1: The... uh... Funny little statistic came out about Kyler Murray. Oh, though. yeah. Yeah. I I I've read before that he had a little bit of a pension for video games. Um uh, so why why are you giving this dude
0: $160 million guaranteed? If you're worried I, 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 about him listen, playing listen, Warzone listen. Or, listen. or getting ready for fucking oh, week you one, you know what I mean? Like don't, don't pay the dude. Did you see
1: did, did you see what I'm did you see the story I'm talking about then? Because if not, that was a, a very random connection you just oh, made. Oh
0: no, no, I didn't. Go ahead.
1: Oh. Uh, on weekends where Call of Duty, and it's probably just coincidental, like uh, uh, the coincidental and with no correlation. But on weekends where Call of Duty runs like double XP weekends, he plays a lot worse than he does <laughs> in weekends where it's not. It's one of those like, are they linked? But it is fucking... Is, it, is this, is this some, a peer-reviewed no, study, Tim? I mean, uh, all of this information is readily available. You just cross-reference it between <laughs> when Call of Duty <laughs> runs for XP Weekends okay. and, and his game okay. stats. I have to... I, I, I have to find it and show it to you because it's very funny that you just said if he's going to play Wars. Well,
0: no, because, <laughs> because they, what, they, what they're saying like with that contract, and I can't believe they put the language in there. And I still can't believe Kyler Murray signed yeah. that contract. I, like you, your agent, like don't say you didn't read the contract because that shit is bull. Like, you, you, can't, you can't not read your own contract, right? If you're getting $160 million, you're getting 48 some odd million dollars a year, you have to you gotta read everything. You got to read everything. I mean, shit, I, I signed a contract for a house. I read every single thing. Every single thing. You got to do it. You absolutely got to do it. So, like, to be a professional football player and be like, I'm not reading this whole contract when there is a stipulation that you have study hall for four hours a week and that you can't do anything else except watch film. And then to be like, whoa, this has nothing to do with Kyler's, like, you know, football aptitude or his drive or desire. And for Murray to give an impromptu press conference and talk for, like, 12 minutes about how it's, like, disrespectful and it's a joke. Hello. All of you have a role in this, okay? Yeah. You could have performed and you could have made sure that uh this never got in your contract and you could have not signed this contract you could have just held in in camp like dk metcalf and some of these other players are doing where you're like i'm gonna show up to camp so you can't find me but i'm not participating i don't think i can go today you know what i mean you got that kind of leverage but
1: you sign a contract
0: with, with a fucking clause in it that says like you
1: gotta you gotta study film four hours a week come on well listen listen to this listen to this so uh reddit user Negative B, okay, uh, went through and said, and I'm going to read this verbatim. With recent news of Kyler Murray's recently rescinded study hall clause, rumors are rampant that Kyler Murray plays too much Call of Duty. I was wondering what statistical validity there might be to these claims, so I scoured the internet for the past uh, two XP events. And other promotional events across all of Call of Duty console games. For simplicity, I'm referring to all Call of Duty promotional events, double, triple XP, blah, blah, as double XP weekend. I cross referenced this data with Kyler Murray's stats from Pro Football Reference, which we use all a lot. uh, We use on the the pod a lot. uh, And they're all compiled here. Here are the results Kyler Murray's average passer rating on non uh, event weekends. Is ninety seven point four three and eighty-nine point six five on event weekends showing a minus seven point seven seven difference on event weekends. Okay. Passing yard well, there's more. Murray's average yards per game is two hundred and fifty one on non-event weekends and two hundred and forty-five on event weekends, showing a minus six yards per game difference on event so weekends. So that's
0: not really a big deal. I mean you know, some of
1: those are... I'm saying event weekends in place of uh double XP for anybody who's who's reading right, right. this because you guys you guys won't care. Uh Murray's average completion percentage on non event weekends is sixty-seven point two nine and sixty-seven point one seven on event weekends, showing a uh zero point one two difference. Murray's record on non event weekends is eighteen, sixteen, and one. On event weekends it's four seven and oh <laughs> okay a... okay
0: all right yeah I, I, look i'm beginning to think this there might be something there, there might <laughs> we need we need another season we need to we need to know um first of all how did he get his fucking kdr Ky-
1: kyler's kyler murray's uh performance uh no, no 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 not this this is win like yeah win-loss in... percentage
0: like on like on the field but I mean, like, we need the other. We yeah. need the other empirical data point as a proposed research method. We need the other data point. I need to know his KDR. I need to know his setup, <laughs> because I mean, what yeah. what if he's using like the fucking the ACR with like with like what if what if he's a great no scoper? Like, I got it, Kyler.
1: If, Kyler Murray's performance on event weekends is worse in all categories. Clearly there is no explanation for Kyler's performance deficits other than he's busy grinding for rare character skins <laughs> and excessive amounts of XP. Do you have any improvements in my shaky statistics or if I misled or, or misread in, in season events, let me know. Uh, we need- anyway, that's just, that's fucking, that that is funny, but also I mean... Not good, Bob. You, you can't, like... Not (laughs) into consideration where I get it. It's one season, but dude, I mean, he's a young dude. He gets a little caught up on, uh, you know, those events usually run from like Thursday to Sunday. So maybe he's putting in a couple extra hours on the weekend, trying to get those, uh, trying to get that battle pass level up.
0: Yeah. Right. I need to, I need to know what his setup is. I need to know if he's prestiged or not. Right. Because, because if you, if you go four and seven, and oh on double XP weekends and you're not like a level fucking 55 or 100 we got to talk Kyler all right I'm a trash (laughs) call of duty player and if I can reach prestige every time a new season comes out and then lose it all and I'm like a
1: you know how you know how I know you're bad at uh at call of duty You just said 55 to 100. I think I finish every season at like 300. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Every season. Uh, We're mid-season right now, and I'm like 115 or something like that. This is the crazy
0: thing, right? Like, you know, this is my last point on this. What I'll do is, like, I'll, you know, I'll log in, and of course, I got some friggin' Call of Duty update It's going to take 40 minutes to download. So I do that. Then I go and play, like, a, a few games, and I'm like, shit why am i like a level like 50 again like wasn't i just like a level 100 or whatever and then like i go and it's a new season and like oh you didn't you didn't you know progress far enough you didn't buy enough battle passes or loot whatever so then i gotta like earn my next like 50 levels and then i just forget i just i just put it down like i don't i don't play call of duty for more than like three or four times in like you know a few month period then i come back and i do the whole shit again and i look in and like it's been just long enough where it's not in my short-term memory and i'm like hold on Wait, I swear I just, I just, just unlocked this tier of battle passes. What the fuck is this? If I to do this all over again, and Kyler Murray's like, oh, no, I can't, I can't possibly do that. What is he going to do? Because um, DeAndre Hopkins has been it for six weeks. Is we, Maybe that's what we do. Maybe. Put this in the show notes. We take a look at the first six weeks of the season where Nuke Hopkins is out, and we note any uh double XP weekends. Because remember the the closet contract's not there anymore. So he could still, you know, do his own thing and do whatever he wanted. I need to see if this is if this is a real thing. Alright, I agree. This is this is, I agree this, with is that. this is good. Um because losing you know six to seven yards a game not a big deal. The passer rating though, you lose like seven to ten percent in the passer rating, that's gonna swing a game for you. You're gonna lose some fucking games you should have won because, it
1: because Yeah, that's this there's there's some things I mean, going on there that are dude, worth think
0: about this. Bad attention he, to he could have been playing Madden and then you know, then we'd have been like, All right, cool, I get it, because you know, there's some crazy play you know calls out there. Maybe you wanted to, you know, get on franchise mode and you want to throw to George Kittle, you know what I mean, instead of Zach Hurts or something like that. I would I would totally get that, right? But I need I need some stats, Call of Duty. EA. Come on. Blizzard. Uh Infinity Ward. Uh, Give me all the okay, stats. Little,
1: uh, Give me all the there's stats. There's a little something. There's a little something a little, going on there. A little something there.
0: There. All right. Let's, let's finish but, up this anyway. segment for the NFL by talking about discipline, something that the NFL purports to be very good at doing, yet they're really not very adept at doing it at all. Uh, Sue L. Robinson, right. as I predicted, by the way, and I did, I'm did. i not happy about this, handed Deshaun Watson a six-game suspension for violating uh, player conduct. Okay? Um, yep. The NFL PA... They're thinking what What are we gonna do? Because Goodell and the NFL have appealed, or they they've announced their intent to appeal the decision. Uh, remember a, a couple yep. a few weeks ago, about a month ago, they leaked that uh, they were seeking a one year suspension. Uh, and it said what uh, Sue L. Robinson, a, a third party independent arbitrator, retired judge, gave Deshaun Watson was six games, three hundred forty thousand dollars. And I knew some fuck shit was going on when the NFLPA put out a statement saying. You know we're going to agree with the punishment. We want the NFL to do the same. Why would you do that? Why would you put a statement out saying, "Hey, we agreed to something"? Don't don't forget your end of the bargain. Um, the report that Robinson wrote that has been released, the NFL had nothing to do but appeal it. It it said basically, and there have been a number of people who have opined on this. Great, uh, you know, on the worldwide leaders such as Mina Kimes, Dan Orlovsky, um and and other, you know, voices of sports media, like, the overall takeaway was, yeah, he did some heinous stuff. He did some predatory stuff. But there's no precedent that's been set. Six games is the precedent. So the NFL needs to change their policy. So now, the NFL is probably going to go and just say, nah, we're going to play judge during executioner here. And they don't really have a choice. I mean, the, the public outcry since finding the six-game suspension has been uh, deserved. I think, um, you need to set a precedent here. It's not sort of like, I mean, a lot of people are going to look at previous things, but you look at the Ray Rice situation. You look at Tom Brady's, uh, situation with the gate. You look at any of the other, you know, disciplines that have gone out for it. The NFL was always getting a whole bunch of shit for going too hard. And that was the NFL players union response. You're going too hard. You're you are trying to set a precedent that you can do. You don't have. Then the NFL and the players union agreed to this collective bargaining agreement. We're gonna have a third-party, independent arbitrator. Guess what she finds? Yeah, it's actually really egregious. But there's nothing in your policy that says that you know more than six games. So that's what we're gonna recommend. So Deshaun Watson is gonna miss at a minimum a third of the season and a third of his paycheck this year because he's only making a million dollars. Which also going back to something we talked in the podcast about earlier, that was for a reason because they knew a suspension was coming and they wanted to minimize as much uh, of the damage as possible. Someone who is innocent doesn't make those types of moves. And the NFL has no choice now but to throw the hammer down. And I absolutely hope that they give them, you know what? I'm going to be petty as shit about this. I don't want an 18 game suspension. I want a 16 game suspension. I want something so you have to sit there and watch your team not play football and so that the Browns have to pay this dude for fucking nine tenths of the year because they didn't do their own, they didn't do their homework. They didn't look through things. They just said, "Oh, he's settling these cases. It can't possibly be that bad." And remember that her findings are off of a sliver of the cases that weren't settled, and there are going to be other cases that come forward. So the NFL has no choice. They got to throw. They got to throw the book at this dude. They have to. They have to set that precedent. And if you're worried about whether or not it just sows distrust in the process for a third party, you know, independent arbitrator, maybe look at that, and you just realize. Hey, I guess that it's not all it's cracked out to me. Maybe we need a much better legal team at the league to be able to do these things um
1: yeah i um I played a little bit of like devil's advocate before when we talked about this, and like underst- like there's it seems like all of these cases are fandom like. Now, I don't want to say witch hunts because that sounds like they're looking for things that don't exist. They're all everyone's just looking for heads to roll, and they don't really care who it is that's delivering yep. it. Right? We talked about this before, where you know, legally through the legal system, nothing came up. There were no charges, so the league stepped in, and the league said, "You know what? This goes against our player uh,
0: conduct policy, uh,
1: our standards, and the way we want you to." You know reflect the the quality of the shield and and all that stuff the game six games two games longer than supposedly deflating some footballs. like yeah let's Uh, let's let's be let's well that's why i I said the rules are made
0: up and points don't matter just like whose line is it anyways the nfl has always been like we have a policy we're gonna throw the hammer at you but by the way it's a it's a play school hammer it's not a it's not a Stanley like it's not a ball piece. Like, say,
1: say what you want about say what you want about the Flake kid. I know there were people who were like demanding that Tom Brady got suspended for an entire season and, and whatnot, but he got four games. Uh this dude, you know did some heinous shit. We don't even have to go into details. He shit yeah, yeah, he 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 did some he did some shit to twenty plus women. Sixty. And he got 20, I, 24, how, how many 24
0: have, lawsuits that he settled. But there have there have been sixty yeah. women that have
1: yeah. So that garners like two extra games and then yeah, that's
0: that's ridiculous. Let's
1: let's look at the Alvin Carmera situation. Right battery. Where, also gonna
0: be a six game suspension.
1: Well they, battery, he you know, I I haven't read all the details, but essentially there was a situation where he I'm assuming gotten some sort of physical altercation and, and someone has decided that it you know whatever the situation was has warranted like Legal involvement and whatnot. They're already talking about six or more games. That's one person. Correct. You may or may not have gotten a fight Uh with. You're a professional athlete. You're probably bigger, stronger, more athletic. Who knows? These people deal with a lot of shit. Again, I don't know the details. I know it's been delayed twice, like a a third time. Yeah, it's it's been delayed again until like September, October, so the defense could put their case together. Let's say, theoretically, you got in a fight and you kick someone's ass. I mean, we, we've we seen, like, the Tyson video that went around not that long ago where someone literally just, Tyson was on a plane and this drunk dude just sat there Hackled and, like, berated him and berated him and berated him and berated him until finally, like, you reach a breaking point. What are you going to do? Hey, can you land this plane so I can get off of it? Or, hey, stop boarding this plane so I can leave. He was in first class. You thought he was going to be... There are situations outside of what we get visibility into all we work off of are the reports and the stories and everything else yes. could could Kamara have been a complete douchebag and just went out and, and pummeled someone for no reason could his team have done it sure but i have to i have to suspect that when the legal system was involved and decided to wait until after the all-star game to arrest him, or the pro bowl to arrest him there's Maybe some leeway there yeah. that this might not be totally his fault, but the the point is, that's him, and like supposedly one other person, six games, and already they're saying six games. You have Deshaun Watson, who like ran rampant and did just a bunch of heinous shit, also six yeah. games, and like you can you could maybe or maybe not deflated football in which like middle schoolers are like hey this could happen naturally in the real world based off of like the air temperature change and, like you get four games yeah. you can punch your significant other knock her out and drag her into an elevator i think You're the original the one was two games
0: of- until the video came out when tmz released yeah. the video and that's 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 the problem. You're
1: you're gonna get this. You're gonna get the same penalty as the guy who may or may not have deflated a football, and you're hinging it on the fact that you called your you you sent a text message with like a, a potentially damning nickname in it. Uh, you guys are gonna get the same, even though you literally just beat the shit out yep. of someone. I don't. But but because because it was your significant other, we're we're not gonna give you as many as we are if it was a stranger yeah, in Alvin Kamara's case. Like it's fucking on. Un... Real like it's it should be the legal system gets in for better or worse. I'm going to say for better or worse, it should be the legal system is put in place to do its job. Your involvement comes based off of what their findings are. Not sometimes we'll go off of our own findings. Sometimes we'll go off their findings. Sometimes if we find something, we'll penalize you, even though they don't. Sometimes they'll find something. We're not going to penalize you. It's just too much gray area. And I know trying to come up with a standard practice for how to respond to all of these situations, like Tom Brady's situation, uh, because they found there was no real competitive advantage to it should have been like a fine Mm -hmm. Uh, pummeling your wife on camera. I could see that being a six game suspension. The same thing as if you beat someone up in a bar, right? Like, Despite the fact that you have uh, ties to that individual in your personal life, it should be, have been, uh, you have been charged with this crime of battery and assault with bodily harm or whatever, it's six games, uh, you have abused 60 women? You probably shouldn't be allowed back in the league maybe if you're yeah, worried about I, I, representing I the Shield. I agree. I think, I, that's, <laughs> I
0: think that's, where the, that's where the discussion starts. And when The NFLPA yeah. is like, no precedent. Then we go, precedent is 16 games.
1: Fuck around yeah. and find out.
0: And, I'll make you sit on the sideline for that, nine tenths of the season and not play a single meaningful fucking snap of football to prove to everyone else in this league that you pull some fuck shit like this and you're not going to see the field again. And I, I'm just
1: well, I'm super upset about it's, it because it's like, worse six games is a joke
0: and I hope that the NFL counters with a haymaker and they and they say oh well, that you that, got a million dollar salary this year we're gonna take it all
1: that's the problem is that now the nfl pa could turn around and sue so it's like not over yeah. yet but like there's still a chance they get the games reduced and the argument's gonna be he wasn't accused publicly right. or in any the court first time of that, a prop
0: that 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 is fucking crazy yep but that wouldn't have been as weird as what came out right after that, which is the Saints, Dolphins, and Patriots. The Don Ye Love Triangle you didn't know you needed. Um, there was this wild internet theory a couple of years ago that basically Sean Payton and Tom Brady were trying to go to the Miami Dolphins. And we all fucking laughed at the time. We, we all read the article. We're like, this is horseshit. This, is, this would never yeah. be a thing. And now, thanks to Brian Flores, um, talking about tanking and – Looking into that whole practice, the NFL levied a a million-and-a-half-dollar fine on the owner, Stephen Ross, of the Miami Dolphins, uh, on a co-owner, like a half-million-dollar fine, stripped them of their first-round draft pick next year, and a, I think a third- or a fourth-round pick like after that for improper conversations. Um, And in the immortal words of Lizzo, it's about damn time because why the fuck is stuff like this happening? And then it makes me even think I put my little Tim Spiracy hat on, okay? Man in the Arena came out in 2019 or 2020, right when all this stuff was bubbling. Okay, that it. I used to think that was like kind of oddly timed, right? Like, who who would be putting out this absolute garbage saying that Tom Brady wants to be a part owner of the Miami Dolphins? This is a team that he loses to at least once a year in Miami. Why why is he gonna go? Like, is he is he fixing a horcrux or or a curse, and he's just gonna go? Like, player own part of the team. Like, that didn't make any sense. Well, I, I,
1: apparently, they met on a yacht, and that's grounds for, like, people are calling for Tom Brady's suspension now. Uh, people are fucking I mean, a- unreal when it comes I, to that stuff. You do, you know you do how have to admit that, stuff that goes on. The
0: dude, the dude is a, con- a controversy magnet, okay? He is. And that was the British pronunciation of that word, controversy. <laughs> 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 I'm on my F1 what bullshit just- these days. Okay. I,
1: I, I feel like you were just. Like still stuck in your Harry Potter reference, with the Horcrux, you're just casting a spell on me. I wasn't very, I wasn't sure what was going on. My computer locked up for a second. Uh, Yeah. But
0: I mean, you see Wolf of Wall Street, right? Remember that where, um, where the guy who plays the head coach for the Dylan uh, Panthers and Friday Night Lights, when he goes up to Leo's, you know, on the yacht and he's like trying to come to an agreement with him and Leo kicks him off the boat, throws all the money at him. That's what I envisioned the conversation happened. Like, Uh, but Brian Flores was there and they were like, Hi Brian, you know Tom, right? Yeah. Tom is going to be your boss one day. Again. And he's going to own part of the team. And then, you know, Brian Brian was like, "I'm getting off this fucking boat, man. I can't. I can't be on this boat. You I can't tank. You can't ask me to do these things like I am I'm saying not no, hell no."
1: They they did find that that the tanking thing did not happen. Like their findings were inconclusive In- inc- or not inconclusive. Yeah. That, because I don't I don't think they I don't think I said I think they Literally found no evidence of tanking. Right, because they right, were winning like, games
0: at the time. If if Flores decided to accept the money and tank, then that would have been your, you know, hey, it's no, a double I mean, XP weekend, recent. and why are the Miami Dolphins you know doing so bad?
1: No, no, this was uh this was recent, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. in the last day or two. Yeah, they, enough, they said that specifically that because that there was he, no
0: he, he kind of said out loud, like, oh, shouldn't we be trying to improve our draft position? But he didn't say the, the phrase, we should be tanking to get better draft position. And the team kept winning. You can't necessarily make the the ipso facto snap connection that 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 was that was the general takeaway from that i don't i don't know how you can read an owner telling a coach that we should be improving draft position because the only way you can improve draft position in the nfl is to lose games so like whether he said purposely lose these games or not the insinuation is there if the actual physical statement is not
1: right and i know he flores said he was disappointed that that they 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 found validity in many of my other uh claims, but they they discounted or discredited the pressure to tank or yeah, something along and, those lines. You know, the it's,
0: the timing of the, the Watson thing and then this like just is like the perfect Kansas City shuffle. Like we're gonna get some heat out there and then we're gonna go and we're gonna we're gonna put the hammer down. But I wonder if it's like the hey, look over here, look over here, don't look over there, look over here, look over here, we're gonna give you a shot. You're not gonna pay attention to it, you know what I mean? Like this is yeah. this is bad. Like the NFL is a multi-billion dollar business. And when it comes to disciplining their players, they yeah. outsource it to the lowest bidder. They don't they don't take a serious look like Dan Snyder being like, "Nah, you know what? I'm going to go to France with my jet and uh I'm not going to testify until someone is tracking his every, you know, whereabouts, where his yacht and his jet are in the world on vacation." And then you know, yeah. pretty much excoriating him on, uh, you know, a congressional hearing. And then he decides to zoom in after his lawyer said, no, nah, he's not going to do that. He decides to do it because his own public image takes a hit. And that's been a common thread is that the NFL is kind of like, yeah, this is making us look really bad. So I guess we'll step in now. No, no, no. You, a- you need you need to kind of be like one of those birds of prey who's like you see when you kind of look up at the sun and then they just come down, fucking steal some shit and just fly out, and you're, like, you're terrified of them. That's what needs to happen.
1: So, I... I some conspiracy hat on, right? Whoop. Yeah, boop, boop. <sighs> That's the foil <laughs> Um, Ryan Flores, right? How... When asked this delicately, because I know the implications of this question... What are the chances that some of the stuff that's coming out is like scorned ex girlfriend type stuff? I where he was on board with a lot of it until like the floor fell out, and then he wasn't anymore. And he's like, "All right, well, fuck me, well, fuck you too." Then
0: yeah, I, I definitely think that's that's a possibility. And uh, first of all, like the, why, the next like, time you why, say, "I'm going to ask you... this
1: question delicately,"
0: I mean, my sphincter was like you know like a vice grip but uh thanks thanks for saying that the way that you did um i i agree with you i think that there is a little bit of fuck me no fuck you like i'm gonna i'm gonna take yeah. this whole place down with me
1: um because like to, to, to practice real quick there's not enough intermediate
0: like discipline that goes on at the nfl level so you you have to probably raise it you know to a higher level to get, but,
1: get this yeah sort of but no my, my question would be like if you were really that concerned about it why wouldn't you be bringing it up at the time, not after the fact. Like, when you're no longer part of the team. Right? It seems like a a double middle finger in the air on your way out the door versus, like, if you were really that bothered and concerned by it, why wouldn't that be, like, um, you know, an anonymous tip to the NFL's, like, infraction line or something like that? It just... I, I think there's a lot of Validity to his claim I think there are like He was on a super short leash I think there are a lot of things that were Correct I just I I I I can't help but like Wonder a little bit If sometimes Guys find themselves in these situations And then when it doesn't work out Like let's Let's say Let's say they didn't fire him Or they didn't move on Or any of that stuff Let's say he still had a job Is he still reporting any of that stuff? Probably not, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe not. I, th- I think that um, it's it's a unique situation that that we find ourselves in with with that specifically, and I I think that there's there's smoke, there's fire there. I also don't think that like three people can't sure. come together, and, like all these different teams. There's the same agent. Like it's not just a conversation on a boat. Like there was there was moving around. There was there was trying to do something there. I, I really do think that. So like that part to me is like very difficult to to look off. Like, Oh, Tom Brady just happens to be involved in DeFlay just happens to be involved in tampering conversations. Just happens to be involved on a team. Like, you know what I mean? Like if, if you,
1: if, Oh my God, you know, hold on like 15 years. Yes. Apart. But, but if,
0: but if you think, <laughs> but if you think that, Oh, it wasn't really Tom, it was bill. If you think that this goes in this, doesn't this like challenge that, you know what I mean? Because like he goes to another team and he says, you know, don't really like playing for, for BA. I think I want to go be a part owner and play at the same time, even though that can't necessarily really happen by the CBA. I think I'm going to try and like own part of another team. You can own part of another team, but you can't be an active player. You can't, you can't do that. It's not a thing. So it's just weird to me that Brady just happens to find himself in these situations. Is it people around you? Is it you thinking we're just going to keep pushing the envelope until we're told? No, like, what is it? You know what I mean? Like, I, One I time think this is, this is two times three times I'm looking at a trend here.
1: What 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 are three times? Three times we're looking at a trend here. Tom Tom yeah, is a what, common what denominator in all three of those things. What give me what no, but I'm getting here as gate, tamper Tampergate. Tom um, No, that was Bill Belichick for saying See, I knew, you're gonna, Tom Brady I, knew, had, I knew
0: you are gonna say that shit. Well, t- I
1: knew Tom, Tom Brady had shit. no control. Tom Brady had no control over where the fucking cameramans were. Let's be real. So you're admitting there was cameraman? It, they admitted that cameramen were in the positions that the sir, year prior. Sir, can, sir, can you were also allowed? can you
0: also just uh, just speak into the recorder here and say that um, that they also.
1: So so when <laughs> when they came out and said, "Yep, we misunderstood the understanding of the rules right. because the prior year, the prior year, they were allowed to record from those exact positions, and it had changed." in the off season to no longer be like You anyway, know it's never changed between
0: the offseasons that if you're under contract for one team you fucking talk to another team about going to that team. Never been a thing. No. Never my been my a
1: point thing. was going my point was going to be I'm willing to bet that all the high profile players have those exact same conversations and it wasn't for the Dolphins being under investigation for uh, oh, probably inappropriately yeah, handling probably. It never would have come to light You mean to tell me that Aaron Rodgers wasn't fucking hanging out on golf courses or doing other shit with, like, the reason they go on yachts is because there's no paparazzi on a yacht? You mean to tell me Aaron Rodgers wasn't having conversations with other teams? Go fuck yourself. That's, like, as inaccurate as possible. Don't be like that to me.
0: I'm your podcast co-host. No, no, I feel you. I'm I'm sure there are levels of That was a general audience. I'm sure there are levels of I'm, I'm sure there are.
1: Yeah, what I'm saying is this just happened to be one that, like, he was a bi. I mean, it wasn't just him. There are several. Yeah. There, there are uh, several people who are caught in it. But Tom Brady is obviously the highest profile. I guarantee any high profile athlete in the NFL or in any league that is coming up for free agency is, without a doubt, in communication with either owners or reps from those teams. Well in advance. Sure. They want to know what's out there. They want to know what's on the table. You can tell me every time LeBron James has gone through trade, like he has been linked to possible okay. tampering because you know damn well, if he wants like Chris Paul to come play on his team, he's going to be like, Hey man, I know you like wine. You want to go have some steak? <laughs> like, like who, who's to say that that conversation with the dolphins wasn't about ownership when Brady retires. Cause let's not forget he did retire. And unretire, right? There was some talk of him retiring when he left the Patriots. Maybe if his stake was higher in the Dolphins, he might have retired. Let's say he was talking about, hey, I'm going to retire next season. What are the chances I could buy into this team after I retire? Like, there's so much speculative information that could have gone on on a fucking boat in the middle of nowhere, which is just two rich people whipping their dicks out to show who's worth more (laughs) is really all a yacht is. But I like, I'm sure there's business. I I'm in terms of like, like the flake gate, whatever, if you really hate Tom Brady, you want to use that as like a a coat hanger to put it up there and say like, this is the reason I hate him. Like middle schoolers were able to go out and duplicate the same thing. Just in like temperature. Like it's, that's one of those ticky tack things where it, I don't know. I don't know. I was there shady stuff that looked like there. Yep. Did it actually make a difference? Probably not. Did guys like Aaron Rodgers come out and say, oh yeah, I have our guys under deflate balls all the time to see if they get caught because I like them inflated or underinflated. It's just one of those that like the players came out and were like, whatever. Um But like, this is one where I, I could actually not give a shit less because I'm sure it happens across all sports. The dude's a businessman. He's always trying to find a way to make money. To say that to Sean, I mean, I'm I'm willing to bet that you're, uh your 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 favorite quarterback who we will not put on record uh Yeah, I think uh, I think you just, I th- may have had some conversations before he got traded away from the team his entire career. Yeah. Yeah, home.
0: we're gonna look past the fact that you tried to call him Deshaun Wilson. Um, I guess I don't know if you're just thinking too quickly, but that was definitely fucking not what happened. Definitely yeah, not what happened. No, no, uh, no, no, no. They, they,
1: uh, Russell Wilson hundred percent had dinner or hung out or had conversations through like a burner phone to understand no, what was out no, of the Tim, market.
0: Tim, not even that. There were there were there were fans from Seattle that were pissed that tracked his private jet to Denver. And it, that's how that's how some of the early like sports news broke, like why would he be in Denver? He he don't he don't vacation yeah. in Denver. Why is he there? It's, and you know. That's
1: tampering. Oh, he's just there visiting and seeing what what it's like just in case. No, fuck yeah. that. I mean, these people are businessmen Look, first.
0: That's why I'm saying yeah. it's a love triangle we didn't know we needed. The agent should be, should have, come on, man. You just can't be doing that. And um do we really think that um Sean Payton and Tom Brady would have been a, a great Head coach quarterback combo like for the fucking Dolphins? I don't think so. I don't think so. Not at all. All right. Let's, let's finish this episode of Stats America podcast. We got a, we got a final note here. We got a couple, a couple shout outs to some, some pretty important people. First, shout out Matt Barry. Hell of a career with ESPN, starting a new venture with his Rotor World companion, Rick Wolf. He had the Fantasy Life website. Uh, it was a sports app. Maybe you've had it before. Um, This is off gambling news is where I got this. Um, He's getting into, you know, sports gambling and everything and fantasy sports. Good for him. Good for him. That dude has made his life about fantasy football. And we all play fantasy football for the most part because of Matthew Barry. So he won plenty. I won plenty of championships off the advice off the 06010 podcast on the Entertainment and Sports Programming Network. I'm not sure if you ever heard of that, Tim. Uh, I've never heard of that uh, that particular company before the Entertainment and Sports Programming Network coming to me I don't know it, I'll think about it but uh, whatever, whatever company that was that uh, that he, that he, he did mm-hmm. some good work for it. so hats off to you mm-hmm. Mr. Barry uh, good luck and then also shout out to Tim Kirchhen ascension to the Baseball Writers Hall of Fame absolutely well deserved incredible I loved in just reading some of the articles just how, uh, how nervous he was to be inducted into Cooperstown how you know he sort of felt like he like when he talked in um, you know the podcast interview he gave with us that you know, he's felt himself very privileged to be around the game of baseball. He, yep. He's never taken we, it. I should try and see if we can get him. Yeah.
1: We should get him back
0: on. Yeah, we, we definitely should. A guy that looks at his relationship with the sport as not a, like a symbiotic one or like a or a parasitic one, you know what I mean? Like that that's something. When he says, no, I'm very humble. I love baseball. I will write about baseball. It's going to be what I do. And I just do it to advance the game. I don't do it to advance myself. Those types of people are so few and far between. It's incredible. He's had a hell of a career, and I'm very happy that he's in that he's in the baseball hall of fame.
1: Yeah. Uh one of the favorite guy one of my most favorite guys I've ever worked with, truly. Um I've had the luxury of working with uh Matthew Berry as well on occasion. Um another incredibly nice guy. Um, not as close uh as I am with, with Kirchin, so I don't know if I could I could swing him on the pod, but uh I do wish him is all thing. of the best. Twitter's a thing. Yeah. So good for them. Great for great for both of them. Um but yeah, I'm gonna see if I can get Timmy back on. We still we still chat every now and the, again. I still got his book. The Timmy and Timmy. Well he has three books, you know. Or four. I oh, don't know. I don't have his book, but right here.
0: He <laughs> got right here. He got the bobblehead. The the folks cannot see it, but
1: yeah, no, no. I'm showing it to you. I got the the Tim Kirchner bobblehead. Yep. It's awesome. It's very good. And this is uh, in in a sign of how nice of a man this this guy is. Uh, the bobblehead is actually uh, uh, for Saint John.
0: Crazy. Well, that will do it for this episode of Stats on Our Podcast. We thank everyone very much for listening in. Tim, do not fuck around and get injured because if we have to put you on injured reserve for at least a minimum of six weeks, or if you yeah. start this next upcoming season on the
1: pup list fans
0: are not going to be happy Tim
1: we're a podcast for the people Guaranteed that's the problem with guaranteed money, but uh, <laughs> guys, thanks. <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for dealing with our, uh, our, our gaps in recording. Uh, life sometimes happens. We talk about that a lot. Sam was out. I'm out. Um, we got this podcast. We'll get up um, you know, the, the 4th or the 5th of, of August. And then uh, Tim's out next week the one after that, and then you know, we'll kind of figure it out. But winter, or, well, not winter. First fall is mm-hmm. coming. Once once that summer vacation is over, it's basically fall back anyway. The grind. Uh, yeah, we got um, preseason starting tomorrow mm-hmm. at eight o'clock. Yeah. I think. Yeah, Hall of Fame game. And yeah, that should get us back up, uh, back on back on track. So, uh, look forward to getting back in the swing of things. But thanks for. Understanding and, and working with us around our schedule, we appreciate it. We do this for you guys. We we collect the no money off of any of this. This is all just passion project, passion so project. We do, we we do it when we unless, can. So thank you very much. Everybody. Unless
0: the San Diego Padres offer uh, to trade, you know, some of their sports media team, then you know we we might have to have a conversation. We might need to see, you know, what what kind of trade package we can get going for some premium content.
1: Yeah, I'm in. All right, everybody, thank you very much. Peace.